0: what's up dude
1: yes man how are some...
0: you man how are you I'm good bro I'm good I, I, gotta...
1: I heard uh you got uh, together with one of our loyal listeners and you guys chief that shit up man hell yes dude i'm so pumped for you man meeting man. some of our
0: listeners and smoking dude hell yeah i um i appreciate anybody who gets me high um, <laughs> but i especially appreciate somebody who keeps getting me high so Shout out to uh, my friend, friends. You know who you are. You, you know. know who you are.
1: Thank you. We, we, uh, we, don't like, we like to keep anonymous unless we get permission to share their names on uh, here. So we're going to go with the anonymous person that got Mark high. And not just high, but Mark got like blitzed high. He said he was like really fucking high. So good shit, man. Keep up the good work. I bet I'm still high. <laughs> <laughs> dude i sent you a text message man
0: let's talk about this all right because it, it got, got me excited me up, got my dude. juices flowing you know like pn power rankings
1: power rankings we're up we're up to number 10 they had us ranked preseason at number 14 mm-hmm. after the first week of the season they have us now at number 10 um, next games are against the Pelicans tonight at seven 30 Eastern six 30 central. Uh, then we have golden state, which by the way, we played golden state three times this month. It's an obsessive amount of times. I also want to say, uh, that, uh, January is literally the ass fucking that we're going to get. That month is truly spectacular. We have five double headers in January, but we'll get back to that in a second here. um, So we have Golden State, November 3rd, and Atlanta, November 6th, all right? So that's their next three games there. But the reason that we jumped up so many spots is because of a rookie that we have. This rookie is particularly shooting 62.5% from three. Um, He is leading uh, the league in that percentage, by the way. He is also uh, leading the league, or second in the league in blocks, averaging 2.8, right? Getting pretty close here. And he is the first player, first player in NBA history with at least 10 blocks and 10 threes made in the first four career games. That's that's fucking bonkers, bro. Like, Chet's is setting up his own rules, his own what people are going to be expecting, because I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. Every single time we talked about this team, I would say the same exact thing. Chet is going to be great, but it's going to take time for Chet to be great. But I'm seeing something in Chet right now that's making me pretty fucking excited. Like, the fact is, is that he's doing things that nobody else has ever done. He's getting blocked shots. He's shooting threes at not just a, a, a small rate, but, like, he's shooting, I mean, over, what, three threes a game right now? And... The crazy thing about that, he's shooting 62.5%. Have we ever heard of a rookie so far? Ever. That's been able to do what he's been able to do. And I say, hell no, we haven't. Hell no.
0: Let's talk about it from outside of the Thunder, outside of Chet. Let's just talk about a player that you saw in four games, knocked down 10 threes and 10 block shots. Take away the percentage because, you know, what if he was shooting 35%? It wouldn't matter. It would still be the first player, right? So. What, how would you assess this player? What I would say is, first of all, I would say modern superstar. Okay. The modern superstar is a player that can defend the rim.
1: What's up, Mawani?
0: What's up, Jared? What's up, Moani? You can stretch the court. You can um, defend the basket. You can guard all five positions. You can bring the ball up the Mm. court. You can be the trail three-pointer. Um, You can get into the mid post and you can work there. You can pass so like all these things, yep. but we're, we're focusing on the blocks and the three point shots. So in the end, think about the great players that have been able to like demonstrate that they can do both of those things, block shots and knock down threes. Hmm. Now out of everybody who's been able to do right. that, Chet's the fastest ever. And for the skill set that this team needed after a 41 win season last year, if you count the play in, right? We need block shots and three-point shooting. And that's what they mentioned in this article is that these were our two biggest needs. And one player has come and filled those things at a rate that's historic. And on top of that, it's unprecedented because you can't really say like, okay, he's the first to do this. And then on top of that, he's shooting 62.5% from three. That's unprecedented. We just need to step back and say, what we're watching is something that's historic. It's something that people will talk about in years to come. And when the next great bigs come up, they're going to post their stats next to Chet Holmgren because they want to know how do they stack up against this great.
1: I, I want to take a second and, and take a step back and really kind of observe what's happened with our rookies this year, because the reality is, is that I think we're averaging with our two rookies that are playing. I think we're averaging like a 70% from three three point range between those, those two. Um, it's, a, it's astounding to me, man. Like the the way that we're able to shoot, the way that we're able to communicate. And it's not like these guys are rushing their shots. They're taking the shots that the teams are giving them. They're taking the shots that Shea Shay is creating or Josh Giddey's creating or J-Dub's creating. You know, even Dort is out there creating shots for these guys. To me, it, it's showing how impactful these guys can be in a short amount of time, which really just goes back to something that uh, Blake and I were talking about, and uh, Blake mentioned that um, Villanova and, and New York, and that that Villanova Villanova connection is really strong. And then it got me thinking, man, like really, it's more than that though. You think about Mistrich coming in with Poku. You're thinking about the Canadian catch um, connection with Dort and 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 uh, uh, Shay, and then you're looking at uh, the uh, Kentucky connection with Shea and Kaysen, right? It's all connected. It's all connected. And it's the reason why these guys are able to come in and feel comfortable. You know, Chet was, was a monster. Everybody knew who Chet was before, you know, the second Chet was 16 and did that dirty move on on Steph at his camp, you know, and dunked on him. Everybody knew who Chet was. So it wasn't like this big surprise when he was coming for the Thunder. Like we we're just so pumped. Everybody wants Chet there. And then you're looking at, the dynamics of having two guys from Arkansas you're looking at the way that they both are immaculate at taking charges and 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 you know developing stuff like that you're looking at the Big 12 you're looking at players that have played inside the Big 12 with um TCU and Oklahoma State University and to me like it just goes back to making sure the connections stay alive and creating this chemistry amongst the guys that you really can't fuck with and 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 you're seeing it where the Denver Nuggets just totally denial, annihilated us. I mean, there's no way of putting it. They completely annihilated us. And on the next night, we come back, and we just stomp the Detroit, Detroit Pistons. Like, to me, that's, that's exactly what this team is heading. This is exactly what the team, team is doing. And we need this for the future, because if we're looking at the Oklahoma City Thunder for the future, we need to pit away teams that we're supposed to pit away. If we can't do that, we're in trouble.
0: Yeah. And obviously Chet's a big part of that, Um, but four games in, all right? So we can't like say this is going to keep up, but there are some elements of it that we can anticipate. First of all, the word has gotten around that Chet Holmgren is providing rim protection for the Thunder. So what that really Hmm. means... The the guards aren't going in as much. Right. It's going to deter people from driving. It's going to change their shots before they get there. He's going to be in their heads. They're also going to have to stretch their defense. They're going to understand that, like, hey, if he is a trail three-pointer, we have to get out there. No more guarding the basket for the bigs. Get pickup in transition. Now, that's a different thing. All of a sudden, Shea's going to be able to slice to the basket in transition more. All of a sudden, hmm. the extra pass will You're be right. there a little bit more open. So this game plan, You're right? Like, we're looking at a player, in my opinion, that teams need to take as seriously as they took Shaq. Like, and I get that that's like, oh, he's not <laughs> Shaq yet. He's not Shaq yet. But I love it. in the end, Shaq had a way of dominating that left an impact where teams had a game yeah. plan. Chet has a way of doing that too. Right. I remember when Serge Ibaka hmm. swatted the shit out of the Spurs and Greg Popovich in the playoffs said, he's like, I wonder if my guys have ever heard of Serge Ibaka before. Like, hmm. like he was like, he was pissed because they kept going at him. And I think he got 10 blocks in a playoff game. If teams don't adjust, like Chet will crumple them. Yeah. And if they do adjust, then we're gonna have an advantage and they're gonna have to really find ways to make extra passes and create where there's it's gonna be difficult. Those lanes are gonna be tighter. So yeah, everything is is looking up. We gotta stay healthy. We gotta keep on going. But this is what we wanted to see this point. I I think that when you're
1: looking at rookies, you're looking at guys that check all the blocks on every aspect of the floor, whether it's defense and offense, offense and defense, or, um, you know, sitting on the bench. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Um, If you watch Chet, I mean, he's one of the first guys that's up cheering. He's one of the first guys at greeting the guys that come off the floor. Um, He's one of the first guys that, that will help the guys up when they fall down. He is everything. Chet is the man. He checks every box. And if you're looking at the future and you're saying, well, you know, he's, he's averaging a little bit less than we want to see average. Well, sure, I get that. But I, I go back to Shea, his first year, 12 points. I go back to J-Dub his first year, 14 points. And I go back to all these other players that we've seen that have developed into superstars. And I I know J-Dub is calling him a superstar is a little bit early. But I'm telling you guys, in time, that will be right. And if you look at the way Chet's developing, you cannot stand, sit here and say that Chet's not going to have a quadruple double in the next three or four years. You can't. I mean, you really can't. If you're going to say that like Chet is going to be one of those guys that, I don't even know what they call, but somebody that gets like you know 20 points. 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 10 blocks, um, um 10 blocks, 10 steals. You know what I'm saying? Like Chet is one of those type of players. He changes how everybody plays from now and in the future, how you draft players, how you try to stop somebody. I call it the KD effect. You know, KD effect was long after KD. So everybody started, you know, drafting long lanky shooters. They're like, we could develop him into KD. And all of a sudden, all these players just start going high. And what's happening right now in the world is that there's these players that are like, um, you know, this kid, uh, Alex, uh, uh, Sar, who's 7'2 or 7'1, whatever. And then you've got this um, Australian player, Rocco, who's 7'3, and he's like 16 or 17 years old. And there's more players this tall coming out. And those guys are going to get drafted high. Why? Because you're going to have to try to stop Chet. You're going to have to try to, top, you know, try to stop uh, Victor. And the thing is, is that we've always seen in history is the second and third in the group is never as good as the originals. And that's what I'm excited about Chet. And he is somebody that's going to change every single thing about the game. And people are saying, well, he can't shoot 50% from three. He can't shoot playing from three. Well, guess what? That's where I disagree with you. Because there's so many good players on this floor at all times. You cannot guard every single one of them. Every guy is designed to penetrate to the hole, get a foot in the lane, and pass the ball out. Why is it so important getting a foot in the lane? It causes somebody to collapse. And if you recognize who that player is guarding, you know where to go with the ball every single time. And as, as far as our offense goes, as long as we are doing that, getting our foot in the lane and passing the ball, we are unstoppable. And every single time that we've watched this season that we've been struggling, it's because we gum down the floor, we make a pass or two and a, you know, make a, a screen, but we don't attack the fucking hole. We settle for the shot, but if we attack the hole and we create the open shots for the three-point shooters, for Chet, for J-Dub, these are the guys that are going to lead the way and lead the NBA in three-point shooting because efficiency is king in the NBA. Efficiency is king. You don't want players out there that are going to be like, I don't know, ants that are going to take 30 shots a game and scored 25 points, and everybody's like, yeah, we got a 25-plus-point player right here. Yeah, but he took 30 shots to get there. You know, that's not going to be cool anymore. Like, those are the teams that are going to lose in the first round of the playoffs every fucking year because they're going to get so beat down and so designed that they're, you know what? We just have to stop this player, and then they won't be able to stop us. We take away the first option, second option. They won't be able to go the third option. Well, when Oklahoma City, You stop the first option. Cool. That's cool. You can do that for like a quarter. Stop the second option. Good job. You did that for a quarter. But you get to the fourth quarter, and by then, there's been so many players in and out. Coach D knows who he's going to, and you won't be able to stop all four players because he knows where the mismatch is with each player that's playing in that particular position. That's the difference, and that's why this team has the ability to go very far in every single playoff opportunity
0: they get. Hell yeah, that's good, Corey. Um, I love it. I love it, man. Um, we're we're pumped up, obviously. And don't draft ants, number one. <laughs> it's a mess. I mean, <laughs>
1: it's okay. Oh God, I mean, yeah. obviously, people Wait, are. Am I, am I right though? Like, how much better would the um Wolves be if they drafted who was else in that draft class? Tatum.
0: No, I don't think Tatum was, but, um, ball was no, ball it was, um, yeah, the ball, I thought
1: the ball ball was, I don't know, man. It's just, it's the, I, there we go, Corey. I was about to say that, man. So the money out of my mouth, ISO basketball is old school. This is the new revolution uh, revolution of the game is the efficiency is getting your foot in the lane and causing open shots for other people, knowing that your turn is going to come in in exchange. Like, that's what's so great about this. You see Shea get to the hole, and he drives to the hole. He gets a foot in the lane. He passes the ball to J-Dub. J-Dub takes two dribbles to the middle and then goes to the hard, into the lane, and then when he does that, Shea pops up and he's wide open for a three, or he's wide open for a, a drive to the hole. It comes back around because we play on unself- selfless basketball. There's no ISO in the game that's that way we play.
0: That's true. ISO is yeah, not man. what we want. We want we want the ball to move from side to side. We want to see players take advantage of um, mismatches. Everything good happens when the ball moves. So that's exactly what we're looking for. Um, I love that the Thunder are getting some respect. Number 10 is good, um, but we're still hungry. Like, I think we're, we're better than so number hungry. 10. Um, I can't, I'm trying to pull up the, the power rankings right now. I can't do it. I'd like to go over um, all the teams that are in front of us. Oh, they just pulled up. So here we go. Let's talk about this. So we'll talk about the teams behind us first, and then we'll go in front of us. So Cavs are 13, Pelicans are 12, and Lakers are 11. We'll take that. Number 10, Thunder. Number 9, Kings. Number 8, Clippers. Number 7, Mavs. Number 6, Sixers. Number 5, Warriors. So we'll stop there. How do you feel about those? Where would we fall in those rankings? Again, I, I I don't I like where we're at at number
1: 10. I really do. And the reason is is because like if we were too high up there'd be a letdown coming. You know, now that we're sitting at number 10, we can go through that that harsh stage of the um, you know, season that we're coming up on and then make it through. Like I, I was I I said something about January and I'm truly scared about January. When you have 5 back-to-back games, you know, like 10 games of your or 17 games that um, that stretch are back-to-back, man. That is going to be harsh on the guys, you All know, right. 10. I mean, five of the 17. But, you know, like, it's just to me, like, I, I look at this and I say, these guys have got to keep that position at 10 because when we get past that and we get past the hard part, people are going to take this team for real because, like, our first real test is here in November. We've got Warriors three times. We've got other teams that we're playing against a, a few times. Like, it's not going to be an easy month, but I, I do feel like I'd rather play the Warriors early in the season than later in the season. And I think this is a good, good thing for us, playing them three times in a uh, short amount of time. All right.
0: So, do you think, let me just ask you right now, like, do you think we're better than the Kings? Yes. Do you think we're better than the Clippers?
1: Um the Clippers are unproven so far, so yes.
0: You think we're better than the Mavs?
1: Yes, that's that's a no-brainer for me. We're
0: better than the Sixers. Um yeah, another unproven
1: team. They have what? Um Tyrese and um Embiid.
0: I mean, yeah, we're better than the Sixers. The Sixers are shit right now. All right. So then we have the Warriors at five, the Suns at four, the Bucks at three, the Celtics at two.
1: The nuggets I mean, one. if I was ranking us, I would be sitting at five. I would just be like, listen, I'm going to rank the Thunder team at five because I think we're better than everybody else. But the, the top four,
0: I think the I would top say, four I would put at is six. solidified in my. I just I'll let the Warriors fuck with five. Um, the other thing is that the Suns just lost. Right, to, right. They just they just lost to the um, Spurs. Spurs. Did you see so how that happened? Yeah, I saw that. two. They're two and two. Did you two. see how that happened? Yeah, it was crazy. It's crazy. But it's at two weird, and two, dude. bro, they're still ranked number four and we're sitting here and we're at number 10 and three and one. We are the lowest ranked um, team. I guess the Lakers are two and two and then it goes two and one for um, the Pelicans. But think about this. They're at 12 and they're two and one. The Cavs are at 13 and they're one and three. So like, like mm. looking at us at number 10, they're like giving us the, the beginning of what we really are, which is we're a three and one team. Now, it could get messed up really yeah. fast. We could go over to five hundred in two games. Like we don't know, but I'm looking at this schedule. And I'm saying, yeah, dude, like drop the Suns out, move the Warriors to four, and put us at five. I'm with you, dude. Yeah, I just think that.
1: Yeah, I think that's where it needs to be. The the idea that there's um, nine teams better than us in the West is just. I mean, better better than us in the NBA is not mind-boggling. Like, I I just, you know, I don't see it. I'm sorry. Just don't. I agree. You can say, well, you've got Boston. You've got
0: this team. You've got that team. But here's the thing. There are teams like Boston and the Bucks and the Nuggets that you can't beat in the regular season. Like, it has to to move past them. It has to be in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. So, but, like, think about this. We've got OKC, Sacramento, Clippers, Mavericks, right? Golden State, there's five. Phoenix, six. And seven is the Denver Nuggets. Out of the top 10 teams, they're saying seven of the top 10 teams are in the West. Wow. Only only Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, and Philadelphia 76ers are in the top 10. And that is with them giving them. like Let's just say the 76ers is giving the gift because they, they don't want to rank that. I really do think that the 76ers was a gift. So um you take them out, and there's only two teams, man, because Los Angeles or the Pelicans are sitting right there, waiting, you know, to break into the top 10. It's it's mind-boggling how many West teams are truly good and how people are just like, dude, the West is stacked. And then you're sitting there saying Well, it's going to be impossible for the Oklahoma City Thunder to win 50-something games. And that's where I'm just like, man, with the stack as it is, that means there's going to be people getting injured. There's going to be players that should be sitting, and they're not because it's a big game. And guess what? Guys are going to get hurt. Kawhi is going to go down. PG is going to go down. Like These guys that aren't billed for an 82-game season that you think that would be okay, they're just not. They're getting 32, 33, 34 years old. These guys are old now. LeBron's like 38, almost 39. Like, what happens with one of these guys go down? It's inevitable. Every year we see somebody go down that's an older guy that shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be playing those type of minutes. And if we're full of those guys in the West and we're full of those teams, what happens when Joker goes down? What happens when LeBron goes down? What happens when Steph goes down? Like, what happens when Kawhi or PG or, um, you know, Russ or Harden, they go down? Because that's what's inevitably going to happen with these guys. They're all old. They're all going to get injured. And when they get injured, how many games are they going to be out?
0: Because that's how much ground the Thunder are going to be able to cover. Tonight, bro, we're playing the Pelicans on ESPN, it looks like. ESPN, dude. Hell yes, dude. Moani. So what do you expect from primetime minutes? I mean, last time we saw Giddy's, um, you know, he showed up. We were, I think, ESPN or TNT. And Giddy goes out and puts up like 30 and a triple double or something like that. Like he, he put the NBA on notice and people were buzzing about him. So you expecting a little bit more buzz after this one? Yeah, Josh um,
1: always steps up. And we saw last game him ba- bounce back in a huge way. 10, 12 points in the fourth quarter. Truly spectacular. Um, I, I do think that Josh is going to have a triple-double um, tonight. He hasn't had one this season. Um sub George? Um, definitely think that his triple-double watch is on fleek tonight, being on ESPN. Um, second of all, I want to throw this out here, J-Dub is bound to have a 20-point game. Um, and all eyes are on Chet right now, and I want to say this in, in due, all due respect, with to Chet is when all eyes get on you, it changes things. And I'm ready to see how Chet is going to step up to the occasion because if he steps up and he's ready to play and he comes out and does something crazy on ESPN, which I think he can, you're going to see the whole thing switch from Victor, Victor, Victor to Chet, 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 Chet,
0: Chet. Fucking over, guys see you maybe. tonight maybe hey shout out once again to my-